This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor and all podcast platforms. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. everybody Jerry Taggart here now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information come on you foxes Good evening fellow Fox fans, how are we doing? Um, it's Tuesday night, it's 7 o'clock, it can mean anything at the moment with all the games, they are coming thick and fast, just as this show does. <laughs> you are watching. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. And it's live. 
Well, put it this way, I was this morning when I woke up anyway. Um, <laughs> it's questionable whether I still am. It's been one of those days. Good evening. I hope you are all alive and all well. And thanks for joining us and watching. It is the preview show and you can catch us live now on on YouTube, on Lester Till I Die TV, on Facebook, Lester Till I Die, the group, and on Twitter and on Periscope, at Lester TID. We've got um, a game coming up tomorrow night. Let us know what your thoughts are. Fill those comments in. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your score draws. And if you are watching on YouTube, please, a subtle, a subtle hint here, because you know my middle name is Subtle, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Press that little subscribe button and give us a follow. We would be really, really appreciative of it. Like I say, tomorrow night, quarter past eight, Goodison Park. It Leicester City against Everton at Goodison Park. We are going to be without a certain Jamie Vardy, but I'm not going to be without my chat from Craig this evening. He's here to join us. Let's bring you in, Craig. Good. Oh, Craig, you're looking different tonight. How the devil are you, sir? No. Let me bring him in. Let me click the right button. Hardly <laughs> any difference, is there? I, I bet people watching just think you're just playing the same loop. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure what it says about. I, I don't. I, I don't want to be either of them. But we were. We were referred to for those people that are just wondering what's going on at the end of last uh, last week's show. We we, we were referred to is uh, as Statler and Waldorf. Mm. I think I've yeah. been referred to as I, uh, as uh, Keys and Gray. But there we go. Yeah. I well, I'm not. I'm not so sure to be honest. Um, <laughs> I, I hope whoever made that reference has been uh, well and truly blocked, Chris. <laughs> he's uh, he, he's been dealt with, shall we say? But uh, <laughs> that's where we are. Everton tomorrow, um, first return fixture of the season, um, without a certain Mister Vardy, and we've not got him. I think probably for these next five games, they reckon. Yeah, it looks that way, doesn't it? Um, I know Brendan was trying to... Uh, Brendan's been sending mixed messages, uh, to be honest. I'm not surprised... That, well, I am surprised that he's not uh, he's not doing the next government briefing, to be honest. Um, but he's... Um, yeah, in the first uh, instance, I think he said um, he thinks he'd be back pretty quick because he's a fast healer. And then the next thing it was, uh, you know, he's a bit sore. We don't want to rush him back. It might be a bit longer. So I think... It's either he doesn't know, um, always playing a few mind games, uh, I think, and it, probably the latter, knowing the managers as we do these yes. days. Yes. I mean, I, I thought I'd, I'd read or heard someone, so I read it, that it was possibly he wanted him back for the Liverpool game, which yeah. would take up those four league games and, and the, the cup game. And mm. to, be, to, be, to be fair, um, Everton leads full of Wolves. They're probably not the worst games that, that Jamie could miss. Um, no, on paper. Unfortunately, it's that kind of season, isn't it? So you, you never know which team's going to turn up on any given day. There's every chance he would have missed uh, or been rested for the Cup game anyway, although you know it's a great opportunity to get into um, the quarterfinals. Um, so I think that that's got to be the, the game that he targets. And maybe the, the, the Cup game will be one where he makes a comeback because... It would be asking a lot to miss, you know, four weeks or whatever it is. Um, 
uh, and then come straight back into a big game against Liverpool. So maybe he'll give him a little bit of pitch time if he feels him ready before that. But on you know on Sunday we were saying Jamie who weren't we? But um, we, we, yeah. we I think I think we'd mentioned before though that we were confident that um, there were goals you know throughout the team and we were creating chances uh, and, and that showed it I mean I thought we, we started the game very well we did get that knock back with them scoring you know from uh, yes another goal conceded from a, a corner or set piece um, but we, we still looked a threat and uh, I think it's when we play with that increased tempo um, that we look the most dangerous we, we move the ball quicker and uh, and, and teams struggle to, to cope with it, to be honest, uh, when we make those, those quicker transitions. It was certainly the old proverbial game of two halves, wasn't it? But it was, um, yeah. we've, we've got a special guest coming to join us now. And uh, I just want to think, ask him sort of what what he thinks his thoughts are on sort of the, the Leicester-Everton game. Frank, what, what, what are you thinking? Yeah, he's... Uh... <laughs> Not a not a happy chap there. We we keep getting these managers sacked, don't we? We do, don't we? We we do have that knack, particularly uh, the particularly of the Chelsea variety. You know, I know we we famously got Mourinho the sack, and uh, and now we've got Frank the the sack after his his last league game. But uh, well, I don't know whether that's because they still think as uh, of us as little Leicester, and you shouldn't be uh, being over over. Overachieved by Leicester, as it were, mm. uh, but they do seem to think of uh, of us as the one. It's almost like, right, if you don't beat Leicester, you're out. And uh, you know that's the way it goes at Chelsea. I, I, think. I think as much as anything, I think you know Roman Abramovich has got a, an, an itchy sacking finger more so than Donald Trump ever had an itchy press the bomb finger. <laughs> but um, but yeah. it's it's sad, and and to be honest with you, I think I think yes, he probably you know did punch above his weight, but managers and it's aren't being given the time. But at least at least Brendan's not being linked. I think he was linked for a day, and then um, and then the uh, the rumours came on about Thomas Tuchel, um, who to be honest, I'm not I'm not convinced. I'm not sure how he keeps getting these big jobs, Thomas Tuchel. I think he oversaw the sort of decline of uh, of Dortmund, then managed to get a PSG job where he won the league. But having said that, with all due respect, I think you could win the league yeah. uh, uh, if you were managing PSG, Chris, and play yeah. yourself up front. Um, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure what uh, what achievement that is. Um, yeah. But you know, by all accounts, he's he's quite a hard taskmaster. Right. Uh, so oh. we'll see how that goes for Chelsea. Yeah, let us look forward to tomorrow night. And for those that have it, as I know you, you do get a little bit confused. It is tomorrow, Craig. Thank you. <laughs> That's okay, mate. Okay, <laughs> Wednesday at Goodison Park, eight fifteen p.m. So it's another another late one. And mm. if you have the platform, it is on BT Sport. Although I'm sure other platforms are available. Um, they did. They did the the win over us. Back in December, uh, 2-0 with goals from Richarlison and Holgate in either half. Uh, revenge time. Yeah, I think uh, it was. Uh, we've had a few dodgy results at home, but we have definitely picked up our home form and we've picked up in general. Um, I think it'll be a tricky one. Um, I mean, there's so many teams in, in and around that top four, top six at the minute. I think even 
hanging on to a top six for some clubs will be an achievement the way things are going. I, I noticed that uh, West Ham, are, well, they were last time I looked, were 2 1 up tonight, which, uh, as it stands, puts them in the top four and moves Liverpool down. So I think, you know, this time last season, Liverpool were so far ahead, you'd have needed a telescope to see them, to be honest. But this yeah. season, there's so many clubs um, in and around it that uh, you lose a couple of games and you can can drop out. So this is a, a vital game for us. And I would say, I'm, I'm not going to say it's a, it's a must win to keep that gap, but it's definitely a, a don't lose because uh, you want to keep that gap between those teams at the bottom, especially Everton. I think I've still got a couple of games in hand. They have two games in hand and uh, six points be be behind us. Um, I'm just looking now. Yeah, West Ham are up into fourth as it stands at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Everton, they, they, they've got a seven. It's a seven goal deficit on goal difference um, we've got over them. So um, they've, they've got to have a couple of really, really strong games. But, um, we, you know, it, it would wouldn't necessarily be a statement of intent as such, but if we could beat them and it gives us that, you know, nine points clear with only one game in hand, it's just that next step, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, they, they would still have two games in hand because don't forget we are playing them. So um, that's this still... Is true. This <laughs> so is still, true. That's the yeah. sort of comment I would make, Chris, to be honest. So <laughs> it's nice to see it's catching. Um, yes. oh, right. I mean, the, the same way that we did with Chelsea and we put a nine-point gap there, you know, to, to increase the gap um, mm. against these teams is always um, a positive for us. And, and our away form has been great. It's difficult because I think Everton are starting to come back into a little bit of form. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin missed a couple of games and he's back. And Rodriguez is back as well, supplying a bit of ammunition. So they're getting back to their strongest team. So I think it could be a tough one for us. And as I say, much as I was as I would love a win, um, I, I wouldn't be too disappointed if we if we came away with a draw and avoided yes. defeat. I'm just looking here. Uh, Decor is serving a ban for getting mm -hmm. five bookings, um, and they've got Alan Delph, uh, Inkunu, and Gabin are all out as well. Well, that's probably mm. completely five different players to who they actually are with my pronunciation. <laughs> well, I think Alan Alan missing and Decore missing is. Uh, is basically good for us because mm. that's their sort of insurance in front of that back four. They're a bit too defensive midfielders who have been playing very well. And I think um, you've either got Tom um, Tom Davis to come in or I think he's been um, playing, I can't remember his name, the, the Portuguese guy, Andres uh, Gomez, uh, yeah. I think has been back in the team. But neither of them offer that level of uh, protection in front of the back four that... Um, Decore or Allen do so that may be an opportunity for us and we know that we've been getting a lot of success in that little pocket in front of a back four with Madison and, and Perez the other day um, so they could play into our hands a little bit we've just got to be tight at the back and, and try and stop the supply to uh, Calvert-Lewin I think. I mean form guide at the moment it's pretty um pretty even to be honest with you I mean they, they've slightly better than us but they, they, they have had the loss to West Ham and we know how that feels don't we but um, we do. you know they, they've actually got four wins there but you know we, we've, we've not lost in, in I think seven games including the cup now so we're not you know we, 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 <laughs> it, it could be a boring nil-nil it could well be Chris and, and, I, and I'm sure maybe that's uh, what you've gone for 
um, in, in your predictions <laughs> this time, although I doubt it. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a cagey one, to be honest, and uh, I wouldn't have thought there's been going to be more than a, than a goal in it, but um, they, they are, they're a strong side. I, I mean, whether they can keep their top players fit, you know, they do have uh, a few players like uh, Richarlison, who, who often misses a string of games with injury. Rodriguez, we know, has already missed uh, a few with injury, and uh, and Calvert Lewin. I mean, they're the, the the main three, I think. Dina is very good with his delivery. He's back in now. He he missed a chunk of the season, so he's come back in the last couple of games. So his delivery into um, Calvert Lewin is going to be something that we we need to watch out for. So they're they're a decent, strong side, but then so many of the uh, the Premiership teams are these days. I mean, just a, just a quick hello to um, to Rob there. Uh, good evening, uh, Rob. Thanks for joining us. Um, I think I said the other day, it feels almost like the the, the championship winning um, year, where every week I'd look at that and I'd look at the you know the game and think we're going to lose that one, we're going to lose that one, and like I said, you know, Chelsea. Um, we lost Liverpool, but Man United, Tottenham, Man City, the big games, to say, with apart from, from, from Liverpool, we're doing all right against. And this is one that, you know, Everton, they spent a lot of money. And last time they spent a lot of money when they had Silver in charge, it all went completely wrong. Obviously, this time they've got Ancelotti. It could be, it could be a potential, you know, this could be one of our most difficult games. I think so. I think when you, you look around the whole team, they are pretty solid, to be fair. I mean, you look along that, that back line, as I say, you've got Dinia, I think Coleman's back in, um, a right back, really experienced and loves to bob forward. Uh, Keane's done well this season for them. He, he's much improved. I think Mina has, uh, has, has been pretty solid for them as well. So that, that's quite a formidable back four. And then... You know, luckily, as we said, we've got Decore and Allen out, but that's provided a, a wall um, for the more forward-thinking players to, to to play well. So they are a, they're a strong unit. I wouldn't say they've got the strength in depth, and I think that may be something that will count against them as the season goes on, as the games rack up, um, and, and a couple of injuries would have a bigger effect on them than it appears to be having on us. We can but hope that Pickford is playing tomorrow. Again, we did um, the, the the opposition view on the website, LeicesterTillIDie.com. We do two opposition views. Um, and we've got another show coming up later on tonight, guys, for the live opposition view. But the written opposition view, it was like, I asked the guy, who, who was your sort of worst performing player, the player you'd be most disappointed with? And it's Pickford. The poor guy seems yeah. to be getting it from um, from all, all ends, really. You know, I think the thing with any with any goalkeeper, you know, you can make ten fantastic uh, saves, and you mess one up, and it results in a goal, and that's the only one that will get remembered. We all know that strikers, midfield, outfield players can make mistake after mistake, and if it leads to a goal, or if it doesn't lead to a goal, um, it's forgotten about pretty quickly. But usually, goalkeeper mistakes ending goals and luckily for the opposition Pickford always seems to have a mistake in him so I think the key for us is, is to sort of pepper him with shots as much as we can because I don't think his handling is is that great um, so I, I think that's one of those that we need to do put put a goalkeeper who's feeling under pressure 
needs to be put under pressure during the game. Now, whether that's with crosses, whether that's with shots, but he just needs to feel that he's uh, he's not having an easy night. Yeah, just looking here, that if Everton win tomorrow and Mark Lawrenson has gone for a two 0 win, he, he doesn't like us, Mark Lawrenson, does he? No. Um, Everton can win three consecutive league fixtures against Leicester for the first time since the run of four between 77 and 80. So, you know, they've got history against us. They have, haven't they? But um, as I say, I I mean, I I would hope that, you know, we've got a team that uh, are growing in confidence Mm. and growing in their belief as well. Uh, And they're slightly different things. They they sound the same, but they're slightly different. Um, But I think now they go on the pitch with an expectancy that they have it within their own grasp of getting a good result against these teams. And I'm sure Brendan puts these against it. You know, the last thing any player wants and any teams wants is to be have the double done over them by any team in a season. Yeah. That's what they, they, they don't want. So this is the opportunity for us to turn it round. And, uh, you know, we've got to be playing with a lot of confidence at the minute. And, uh, and uh, I'm sure we'll give a good account of ourselves. I think the days of us getting turned over by anybody are long gone. And I know that this is recorded and you will play this back at any opportune moment, Chris. Um, but I'm going to stick my neck out with that. Mwah, mwah. But we've had uh, we've had two clean sheets um, first time this season, which which is a good thing to see. Mm. It is, and that's with a, a slightly sort of uh, chop and change uh, back four. So uh, mm. I don't know. I, well, when we get round to my team, it'll be interesting to see if uh, what what Brendan does with regards to that. Obviously, Soyuncu played at the weekend um, and played pretty well. From from yep. uh, in my opinion, you know, you got Marty in there now, who seems to be just the guy who turns up and uh, is a bit of a cup game guy at the minute. But uh, again, you know, rarely does anything too bad. Um, in fairness, he didn't. He didn't have the best of games to start with, but I, I, in my notes as I was watching the game, I called him Ring Rusty. Yeah, you know, these guys haven't played for ages. They're going to come in, and he was like the weakest link, you know, at the start. But you've got to think, you know, when did he last have a full game? Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I mean, for my, I was watching that game. And I thought early on, I thought the three who looked a little ring rusty were Luke Thomas, uh, Amati, and Mendy, and all three of those haven't played much football uh, in the past few weeks. So, um, uh, you know, I think it's probably to be expected, but uh, it's it's going to stand them in good stead, isn't it? You know, the more minutes you get on the pitch, the better it is, and and we know that we've got more games coming up. It's busy. You know, we've got two games. A week for the next uh, three or four weeks, I think, with the um, cup and uh, the Europa League coming back. So I think these guys are going to get more pitch time. Definitely, uh, James Madison. If he scores tomorrow, it's four consecutive games. Nobody's done that since Vardy back mm. December to January eighty six eighty seven. Is that? I assume that's four consecutive. Um, league games because uh, yeah. I think he's done yeah. four, including the cup. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it was refreshing, wasn't it? Well, it, just that, says, uh, it just says top flight matches, so read into that what oh, you right, okay. <laughs> Yeah, the um, I mean, it was refreshing that interview he did after the last win, uh, mm. where he said, uh, you know, he was looking to constantly improve and improve his ratio of, of chances created and goals. And you can definitely see that he's getting further forward. Uh, mm. Too often, you know, and I think that's 
good good management as well by Brendan uh, and and the coaching uh, team because too often you get players who see themselves as ball players and they drop deeper. They want to be on the ball a lot more. And I think Madison's sort of got over that um, thing where he thinks he needs to be the man on the ball all the time. He knows that the people behind him are playing really well. Indeed, he's really solid. Tielemans has stepped up a, a, a lot, I think, this season. So Madison it can allow himself to be a little bit freer and find pockets of space rather than coming back and demanding the ball all the time. And I think that's benefiting him and the team. West Ham have just gone 3-1 up and Newcastle have just gone 2-1 up against... No, Leeds have gone 2-1 up against Newcastle. Okay. But I, think, I, think New, I think we might be saying bye-bye, Newcastle. We might be saying bye-bye, Steve yeah. Bruce. I think I think I think Newcastle are, are, are the, the team in a bad run of form at the minute, and the teams below yeah. them are, are picking up. So, could be a long second half of the season for them. Andy says here, and we're going to come on to your your team selection in in a bit. Um, who would take Vardy's place, Nacho or Perez? But it made me really think that you know, I mean, I was I put a sign up going like. Vardy's out, are we fucked and what have you, you know, because yeah. Nacho and Perez, neither of them, I, and I know I keep going back to it, but, you know, when Vardy was out in the championship winning season, Ujoa had goals in when he came on. Perez mm. and Nacho, they, they, they don't fill me with confidence. I don't think when they come on, like, yeah, we're, we're, we're safe. That said, Vardy's gone out just as Barnes and Madison are mm. both hitting the goal-scoring form. Yeah, as I said, you know, we, we've got goals uh, around the team, I think. You know, Tielmans has chipped in uh, with a few and it's nice to see that we've got someone who can take a penalty as well. So that's uh, that's reassuring. I think we've got goals in us um, and I think whoever plays, whether it's Perez or Ian Acho, is going to have chances created for them. I mean, I thought um, I, I thought Ian Acho, you know, he didn't have long in the game, but I thought he showed uh, willing. You know, he didn't... Uh, sort of sulk. I thought he put himself around as much and was closing down as much as he can. Didn't really have a chance, uh, anything created mm -hmm. for him. But, you know, these, these are Leicester City players at the end of the day and they're going to play for us. So I, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, of those who, who get on these players. They are what they are. They don't go out and deliberately play badly. You know, all you can ask for is a player to, to put the effort in. And, and as long as they put the effort in, for me, at least they've, they've ticked that box. Um, not every player is going to be as good, and that's why they are bench players. But sometimes you need that squad, so uh, hopefully they can step up. Effort, as in the uh, Jermaine Beckford type of effort. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> those those of us that remember that. Those of us that remember. Uh, Madison Andy says needs to be taken off corners. Uh, Andy Medhurst again says here Castagna or Justin to take them. I don't know, Tillemans, what about Tillemans taking them? He, you know. Well, the thing is, I, I mean, I, I, for me, I mean, Madison had improved his corners. I think it was just, uh, he, he wasn't particularly good at the weekend. You know, we were all saying how fantastic that short corner routine was um, that we scored, that indeed he scored from. Hmm. I thought he'd been getting better, to be honest, Maddis. So, I think it He's was... He's getting a, it past the first player now, isn't he? That was always his trouble yeah. before, is that he never got it past the first player. He can get it past the first player now. And I don't think he's particularly... I think, he's like you say, he's improved at corners. But now it's down to the other players 
to yeah. get into the position to get onto the end of them. So it's almost like not matters now. He's, he, you know, his problem was not getting it past the first man. He is now doing that. Now, come on, guys. Where where it's now on to you to to, to get on to to the end of it. But um, leading on to our. Um, like you say, um, team of the week. There's a comment that was made earlier, and I've, I've saved it for now. And guys, if you're watching, stick your stick your predictions up because we're going to be coming on to predictions in a minute. Um, don't know who said this, but it was how many Craig's pricks played at Brentford. I wasn't going to mention it. I wasn't going to mention it. You know what? Because uh, you know, I love the way that Brendan comes on every week under the name of Facebook user. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just gives me some stick. To be honest, I, I would be surprised if anybody thought he was going to make that many changes because yeah. um, because of I didn't. what he'd Not played. So, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I think somebody's, uh, I think they're probably uh, telling you that this part of the show is probably uh, worth ditching, to be honest, the number of times that I've got it right. I think the closest I've been is 10 out of 11. I, think, uh, I was saying, I was just going to say last week, the week before. I think you did. You got ten out of eleven the week before, which is is not bad. Oh, it's very yeah, good. I think um, I think I was. Uh, I think Brendan's just trying to throw me under the bus, to be honest, because they'll <laughs> play a strong team in the cup one one week, saying that we, uh, you know, he really wants to win the cup, and then he'll make eight changes in the next one. So uh, he's not doing me any favors, is Brendan? That, that was it. Like I say, after the Stoke game, I thought you would go, but. For a really, really, really strong team, but then I say the word "strong." When you look at the team that started, it mm. was, you know, a team that at the start of the season we were playing week in, week out. But it is Everton. It is away. It is um, tomorrow night. What? Let's have a look at your lineup for this one. And uh, first of all, first of all, your formation. Sorry, I lost you there, Chris. You just you just froze on me there. Okay, I do apologize. So we, we we'll have a look now at, at your starting lineup. Yep. But first of all, what is it? The same formation as always, four one four one. Yeah, I think or so. The BBC I'm like to call it four one three two, but you know we know it's four, yeah. One, I know. Three. I mean, Telemans drops back, but um, yeah. to be honest, I mean, I'm sure that a lot of the players um, sort of dread me picking them to play because they know that they're not going to. So. Um, but I think we'll we'll stick with that formation. I think there'll be uh, a couple of changes, but uh, nothing too too dramatic. So Schmeichel will come back in goal, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think I think we're going to stick with Castagna and JJ as fullbacks. I think Evans will come back in, and I, I've got a feeling that he's going to play Soyuncu um, in this one. For me, as good as as good as we keep saying, Fafana is in the air. And he is, but to me, he's not as commanding a presence as Soyuncu. And I think with Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I think we need someone with a bit more presence. And uh, they, uh, he has a tendency to to drift over to the, the back stick um, when you've got Dina and Richarlison both playing down the left-hand side. So that right-hand side is where Calvert-Lewin tends to drift. Now, when he plays Evans and Fafana, Evans plays on the left of that pair. When Soyuncu plays, Soyuncu plays on the left of that pair. So that would be his area of the pitch. So I think it's important that we have a strong presence there. So I would I would be going with Soyuncu and Evans for this pairing. 
you 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 make as always uh so it's a very good point and one that i can't argue with and in fairness i think Fafana needs a rest anyway <laughs> he'd uh He's played virtually every game, I think, hasn't he? He, he has, yeah. yeah. Um, Ndidi um, back in instead of Mendy yeah. there in, in front of that. Um, Tielemans and Madison to go uh, in the middle. Uh, Barnes on the left. And I've got a feeling that he's going to go with Ricardo instead of Albrighton. Uh, because, as I say, I think they're... That, that's a perfect cue, obviously, for Albrighton to play. But I, I just think that he he tried that. He brought Ricardo on and played him uh, in front in a midfield position. Uh, um, and, and I think he did that for a reason, to be honest, to just see how that went. And Ricardo looked sharp to me. And um, as I say, with, with Dina and Richarlison being pretty uh, dangerous down that left-hand side, I think those two doubling up would, would cause as many problems going forward. Um, as they as they cover as they would give us uh, defensively, so I'm going to go with Ricardo playing in front of Castagna. I can I can see I can see your argument there, I and mean, it's it's a bit. And I know, like I say, we we do this just for fun, but it it would be a, a tad hard on all Brighton. I mean, fairness has done has done nothing wrong, but you know these are the decisions that we have to make, yeah. and we have got a lot of games coming up, and again, all Brighton. And like I say, I I've absolutely love Albrighton, and I think him coming back. I, in fact, I did the BBC. I'm doing the BBC blog for their transfer day um, mm. website uh, coverage, and and everybody from fan from one team does it. And they were saying sort of like, who are you looking to sign, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I've said, get in the likes of um, Mendy and his form, and Albrighton back. It's like getting new signings in, and, and Albrighton has really, really done it, but. We have got a lot of games coming up, and he is no spring chicken. No, I think it's that athleticism that uh, that we probably need a little bit more. All Brighton's been great, you know, as he, he seemed to be a bit out of the picture and almost the forgotten man. But you know, needs must when we had that many injuries, uh, and he came in and did um, a fantastic job. All Brighton, so uh, yeah, it is harsh, and you know, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if I was wrong. I know it has happened occasionally. But only every week, um, so um, so I think I just think for this one, as I say, I think Ricardo's back. I think he needs to be seeing how they they can work together. Um, and as Facebook users, yeah, all Brian's crosses are still the best at the club, but you know, I, I'm not sure we're going to have that many people in the box to get on the end of them, to be honest. So I'm not sure. I think sort of uh, attacking quick transitions, which we get with. Ricardo probably the best form of attack against Everton. I think I think had Vardy been fit and Vardy been playing, you I, I'm not I'm not trying to presume I know what you're thinking, but maybe if Vardy was in the team, maybe Vardy was starting, then maybe or Brighton might have come into you thinking a little bit more. Maybe, but then you know Everton tend to go with. Um, Big centre halves, you know. Keane is is a big guy, uh, six foot three, I think. Yeremina is a big lad. You know, your your delivery has got to be spot on, and you've got to have somebody who's who's really decent in the air. So I think if you can play fast and keep the ball on the floor and play in and around them, you've probably got more chance of success against Everton than putting the ball in the air. And we've not got the biggest squad, in fairness, these no. days, have we? You know. No. 
and even you've got to look at corners, you know. Um, yeah. So no, I, I totally get and like like uh, Rob said there, ease him, ease him slowly in. But mm -hmm. this is your starting lineup. It's not necessarily going to be the, the eleven that, that finished the match. You know. No, um, to be honest, I, you know, I, I thought uh, I, I was surprised he played. Uh, he started at, at Brentford. Um, I thought he would be eased in there for an hour or so. Um, so I think I think he's done his easing in. I think he's ready for a start. To be honest, he'll he'll be fresh. Um, and as I say, I think the speed of transition will give us the edge against Everton rather than anything physical up front, to be honest. So we, uh, we, we yeah, we're missing a striker, aren't we? So um, I'm going to go for Perez over Ian Acho on this one. Ooh. Yeah, I, I just think I, I do like Perez. I, you know, I'm not as uh, as against Ian Acho as, as a lot of people are. Um yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's right, Rob, uh, what you're saying there. I think Perez is a clever player, so he can drop drop into gaps. Thing is, when you've got um, you've got big centre-halves like Keane and Yerimina, they want to play up against somebody. So they're, they're a little bit unnerved when they don't have anybody to mark. So it's going to be interesting for them if, if Perez plays like uh, I think he will. Um, dropping into that hole without them having Decore and Allen as natural defensive midfielders to pick him up, it it, it offers a problem. You know, does one of the centre halves come out to pick Perez up? And if he doesn't, the chances are he's going to get in some really nice gaps um, in between. So I think he could cause uh, cause them some problems. I mean, as, as you know, I mean, I, I I used to stick up for Inacho all the time, and I keep saying it how pleased I was he came back. Of recent, I've been very critical of him, and when you know, don't get me wrong. I, you always see these posts like, "Why are you critical about players?" Blah blah. When they're on that pitch wearing the blue shirt, I will, I will not criticize them because you know they are. But as a fan uh, who pays money, who spends money at the shop, we've every right to say we don't. It's our opinion, and that's what these shows are all about. I I can't say um, Inacho had a bad game with Brent Renfrew because he he wasn't on that long, and the the game was virtually over when he came on anyway. Um, mm. But Perez, he like you say he do, and I've, I've, I'm a big fan of Perez as well, mm. and to me, he, he reminds me a lot. Like, you know, like when Beardsley used to play with Lineker, yeah. they were both yeah. strikers. But Lineker used to get all the goals, all the glory. But he loved playing with Beardsley. Yeah. And Perez kind of, uh, tell me if you disagree with me, but it's almost like that sort of a play. You're not going to get the goals out of him, but you're going to get the, the you know, the taking players away to give other players space, the, the runs yeah. off the ball. Uh, the, the, the Inacho probably, I don't know if he always gives us that. Yeah, no, I... I, I... You know that I would tell you if I disagreed with you, Chris. But um, but I think uh, I do agree with you, and I, and I think, I mean, a lot of people were saying that Perez didn't have the, his best game against Brentford, and possibly not. But he th had three that I can think of decent attempts. Mm -hmm. uh, there was one early on where I think it was a cut back to him, and he just cut across it a bit too much uh, with his left foot. There was one where Madison played a great first time ball into him, and he took it well, but the defender got a block, uh, and then he had a good strike. Uh, later on, that the the keeper palmed up into the air and just dropped over the box. So, you know, I think he's that kind of player who he comes onto the ball 
late. So if you've got the likes of Ricardo or Barnes or whatever coming in and round and pulling the ball back, I think Perez is a perfect player to be coming onto those types of balls because I think he he's that kind of uh, that Spanish type of player, you know, who who attacks space rather than just standing and waiting. So I think he's, as I say, I think he's a clever player, and I think the way that we play our football now, I think he'll come more into his own. So I think it could cause him some problems. And um, yeah, I mean, and he's hitting the target with his shots. Let's yeah. let's not that that's the main thing that we you know we used to criticise strikers in the past i've criticized um jeff slup for we used to criticize madison up until last week you know you, you're hitting it into rosette hit the target and something will go in we've got to remember vardy's not scored for a while no he's not has he mm-hmm. you know and uh and again all all players you know are confidence players mm-hmm. you know and, and i think i think now I, I think the important thing is if possible that Brendan makes a clear choice. It's either Ian Acho or it's Perez, and they get three or four or five games. I don't think it would be right if he's picking and changing each game just to try and give them a rest, because they've got to learn that position a little bit more and play with the players in and around them yeah. to know what type, so they know what type of runs that player makes uh, so he can fit in. So I think it's important that uh, you know, whichever one he goes with, he sticks with him um, for a run of games. If he doesn't score, he doesn't score. But I think chopping and changing won't do any good. No, no, totally, uh, totally agree with you on that one. And and maybe that has been, you know, and, and I'll admit this, maybe that's been in Atro's fault that he hasn't had those run of games. Because, I mean, let's be honest with you, even when Vardy's out injured, we're talking about him missing four or five games. That isn't a lot of games to, to settle in. You know, Vardy's not scored in that many games, I don't think. But he's, he's, he's certainly been at least four he's not scored in. So to come in just for four or five games, it, it is hard. It is. I mean, wouldn't it be great for uh, for Brendan to have a problem of deciding whether he puts Vardy straight back in because mm-hmm. whoever's come in has been uh, scoring goals. You know, it would be a yeah. great position for him to be in. Um, but it is an opportunity. You're saying, you know, strikers want to play and, and they want to yeah. see an opportunity. You know, they've now got an opportunity, so it's up to them to grasp it. And someone is asking here, uh, why can't we sign, why can we not sign someone that mirrors Vardy's style of play or at least someone that is as good a presence up front? The rumours still persist, won't go away with um, Eduardo from Celtic. Mm. And I believe he is a very, very similar style of player to Jamie Vardy, and of course Brendan knows him, but we'll have to wait and see, like you say, if that comes off. We've got, I don't think we've got a lot of money because of the COVID situation and, and, and you know, the business that our owners are in, but we have got two, well, one certainly big high wage earner and, and, and possibly tomorrow Gray off the wage bill. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it's obviously the question that we all ask, you know, why can't we... Um, get somebody but I think you know there, there's not that many of them around Vardy is pretty um, unique um, in terms of the way he plays there's not many players around um, that play like Vardy and, and let's not forget you know Vardy wasn't a hit straight straight off the bat was he you know he took two or three seasons to get going at the club and that was when we were down in the championship he wasn't pulling up any trees yeah. Um, but then again, Kane came on loan and he wasn't either. So sometimes 
players do need time to develop. Um, yeah. And it takes it takes talent to actually pick somebody to to spot someone, yeah. and, and they're going to fit. I mean, and we've Edward, not been that, have we? Really? Yeah. I mean, Edward, I'm not sure about. I mean, from what I don't watch a lot of Scottish football, to be honest. Um, but he's he doesn't. He might be a good finisher. He doesn't look like someone who has the work rate of Vardy. So it depends whether Brendan is interested in somebody who has the work rate of Vardy. Although Vardy's, you know, work rate is has curtailed a little bit now. He plays a little bit cuter, but he, he obviously knows uh, Edward. And uh, if he goes for him, then then it's because he's confident that he can make the step up. But you look around. I mean, I'm not, I'm not seeing many other players that you think that we could, um, we could go and get. You know, you know. I know we've talked about the Ings, problem, but the problem I think we've got going forward is this: we all do it. We need another Vardy. There isn't another Vardy. It's like saying Barcelona will soon need another Messi. I mean, yeah. the poor guy that follows. Messi into that Barcelona team is going to have hell, you know. Nindidi and Mendy, both of them were compared to, to, to Canty all the time. And we, I think you've got to say, if we do sign another player, yes, he's got to be in that style because that's the way that the team plays. So either you change his style or you accept they're not exactly a yeah. Vardy Mark II. But uh, it will be interesting. A couple of days still to go. but It will be. I mean, it's... Um... Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a guy at Blackburn who um, I've always um, liked the look of this. Uh, I think it's uh, Adam Armstrong, who uh, was at Newcastle for for a long time, and he, they kept sending him out on loan, and uh, always scored. Whenever he went on loan, he scored. He's now scoring pretty regularly for Blackburn as well. But he's a he's a similar Vardy type player. He's he's not tall. But he's sharp and he knows where the goal goal is, and he and he's quite direct in his play. Now, again, that kind of player may not be overly expensive, but may be the type who is prepared to come and and sit on a bench and learn his trade because he's still fairly young, even though he's played a lot of games. So it may be that they're looking at those type of players as well. Well, like I say, we we will find out by eleven o'clock on Monday night when. Um, when, when the window closes, slam two. Right, we're going to have a look at score predictions in a minute. So, guys, I know there's, there's one coming. Get your score predictions in. We usually at this time of the week, and I just uh, check, I don't know if you've got one here, um, Craig, but we always look at a uh, – we'll have to be quick because we've got another show coming up, but a classic yeah. match. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll keep it quick. I have got one um, that I was at, uh, and, and I've always meant to, uh, to get myself a T-shirt for this game. So it was January the 7th, 2017. It was an FA Cup game up at Everton. I was lucky enough to go up there with uh, with Scott. And the reason that we um, we thought about getting T-shirts made was we went 1-0 down. It was qu- quite tight game. Uh, first half was 0-0, pretty tight. Lukaku scored after 63 minutes. But then we had two goals in, uh, in five minutes from one Ahmed Moussa. Um, oh. So we were going to we were going to get T-shirts with I've seen Musa score twice uh, on it because I don't think he scored that many goals for us to be honest. But it was a fantastic turnaround. I think Danny Drinkwater had a really good game that uh, that game as well. And I'll keep it brief because I know you've got to move on and do your uh, your other show before you 
you know, you take over the world of media. Um, <laughs> but I have got a little, I have got a little question for you, as uh, as I know you enjoy the little quiz <laughs> questions that come with these games. So, which player made his? Uh, let, let me let me get this correct. I just need to check this. Okay, which player made his first team debut during that game from the bench? One of only four appearances after we bought him in 2016 and we sold him in 2020. He made four appearances and that was his first appearance at first team level. And we bought him when? 2016. So he was a post-premiership winning signing. Uh-huh. Um, Boy, him in August 2016. Sold him in August 2020. Sold him in August 2020. Um, I, oh. I'll give you a clue. He made, no, he, he made no Premier League appearances. He only played in the Cubs. He played three. Uh, FA Cup games, and he played in one League Cup game. I think. Well, I I, I don't think it is Ibora because somebody just come up with a better answer than me. So someone no, always comes up with a better answer than you, Chris. To be fair, <laughs> somebody here is saying uh, Kaputska, and they would be correct. Yes, it was. He came. Uh, he came on um, in about the 80th minute. Um, made his debut from the bench, managed to get books as well during that time, but only made four appearances. One of those players that we never really saw the best of, uh, unfortunately. I know he had that bad injury as well. So um, I think the same could be said of, of, of Musa as well. I mean, I know I'm one, I'm one of the few. I absolutely loved M Musa when he played. Um, you know... It's sorry to interrupt, Chris. Uh, you know he's supposed to be tra training with um, uh, supposed to be tra training with uh, West Brom at the moment yes. um, because he's out of contract. Mm. You know, there's no, nothing to say that we could do a lot worse than getting him in for um, for the rest of the season on a on a short term contract basis because you know he's probably the closest to um, Vardy in terms of uh, the pace and being able to push um, uh, get in behind a back line. Uh, yeah. But as you're right, you know, he, he was always played out wide. He rarely got a chance to play through the middle. Yeah. yeah. And as I always say, and I always, it was like a catchphrase whenever we talk about Musa, got two on his debut against Barcelona, which is not bad going. He did. He did. In fact, yeah. um, thinking of that, I mean, Scott probably saw him score every goal that he's ever scored because he, he went, uh, he went to that oh, Barcelona game uh, over in uh, wow. Stockholm. Yeah. So uh, he saw him score uh, two twice. Now that is a t-shirt. And let, let's not let's not forget, of course, the other player that we signed that scored twice on his debut, Diabati, in the amazingly tough game against Peterborough in the FA Cup. Who can forget that? But uh, talking of scoring, talking of scoring, mm. it's score prediction time. Now, now um, I'd just like to point out. Uh, I'd just like to point yeah. out here, Chris, that yeah. um, you know, week after week. Um, I was giving you a 3-1 scoreline. And it just so happened that for the Brentford game, it was 3-1. And you didn't ask me for my score prediction. 
I, I just want to put, <laughs> put it on record. Maybe you knew that was what was going to happen. My, my, my crystal ball was shining at me. Did I not ask you? I, I, may, may, I can't remember not asking you on that yeah, game. You didn't. You didn't. No. <laughs> and of course, you would have gone 3-1, wouldn't you? I would. Not only would I have gone 3-1, I would have told you the scorers. <laughs> and what, what what's the lottery tickets for um, tomorrow night? <laughs> That's my eyes only, Chris. Anyway, here's um, what the guys have gone for. So Steve Walsh has gone for a 2-1 win, as indeed has Big Marshy. Ian Marshall has gone 2-1. And myself and Steve Linex have both gone for a 1-1 draw. I do think it's going to be a hard game and, like I say... Just worried no Vardy, but um, what, what, what do you think? Well, I think the, the biggest surprise there is Ian Marshall going for a Leicester victory, um, yes. especially as one of his old teams. He rarely goes for a victory, but I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go 2-1 um, to us as well in, a, in a, hard, a hard game, but I'm going to go a 2-1 edging it. Well, let, let's just have a look. Um, Tony, good evening, Tony. Everton 1, City 2. Um where are we going down here? Rob's going um, 1 1. Um, Facebook user is going 2 1 City. Andy Medhurst going 1 1. We seem to have picked the, the, the favourite score so. here. Without Vordy, Madders to score. Vordy, Vardy, without uh, Madders to score again. 1 1, 2 1, it seems to be that. Um, I'll take the 2 1 if, if it comes. Uh, Me too. We would, we would, and we'll be top of the league again if we win, um, as we were the other day for about an hour and a half, I think it was. Yeah, we'll take that. I mean, as long as we're just in and around and keep picking up win wins wherever we finish, we finish, and uh, that'll be good enough for me. That that's how silly it is, though. That's twice this season, and it'll probably end up as, as a pub quiz quiz. <laughs> end up putting my teeth in. End up as a pub quiz question is um, wh what in what season was there sort of three table toppers in the same day of the Premier League? And it's this season, you know, it's yeah. Tottenham, Man City, Liverpool, and now us, Man City, Man United. But uh, there we go. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's football for you. Look, Craig, thank you very much, as always. Pleasure. You are, you are the voice of reason. Um <laughs> it says here, it says I've got to say that in your contract. Um, you're going to be back on Thursday for the Leeds preview? Yeah, another tough game coming up. They're coming up thick and fast. So, uh, yeah, I'll see you then. I think we've got a week. I think we've only got the one game. I oh, know we've got two next week as well. We've got Fulham and Wolves next week. So, yeah, it's uh, you're, going to, you're, going be, you're going to be seeing me more than your wife. Uh, well... Let's go for a no comment there, shall we? <laughs> Just in case she's behind the door. <laughs> As I used to say, good night from him. Thanks a lot, Craig. All the best, mate. Stay safe. You're welcome. Yeah, you too, Chris. Bye, everyone. Cheers. Thanks to Craig there. He is the knowledgeable one of the two of us. Thanks for joining us, guys. Guys, give us 30 minutes and I'll be back. I'll maybe do a change so it doesn't look quite as obvious I'm doing it. I can prove my wife wrong and just show I can do it twice in a night, even if it is the football show. I'm going to be back at half eight when I'm going to be speaking to Gary. Uh, 
um, from a Everton fan site. So please join us then at half eight. And um, thanks for your company. And I will hopefully, God willing, see you in half an hour. Take care, guys, and I'll see you then. Good night now. Lester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.